This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Forget the frustration of picking commerce platforms when you switch your business to Shopify, the global commerce platform that supercharges your selling wherever you sell. With Shopify, you'll harness the same intuitive features, trusted apps, and powerful analytics used by the world's leading brands. Sign up today for your $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash tech, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash tech. The Consumer Electronics Show, or CES, it's the largest in-person tech event in the world, and it's held right here in Las Vegas. So today on CityCast Las Vegas, we'll cover the mind-blowing new tech releases, the unparalleled people watching, and what new technology might change about how we live right here in the Valley. Producer Leila Mohammed attended the event, and she's going to tell all. It's Tuesday, January 16th. I'm Sarah Lohman, and here's what Las Vegas is talking about. Layla, hello. Hello, hello. Hi, Sarah. So you got to go to CES because you spent literal months finagling a press pass. But Mm -hmm. like if the average Las Vegan doesn't have uh, a connection to tech, are there any like local events or showings that they can access? Um, no, (laughs) that's the the short end of it. Yeah, no. Uh, CES even says that it's a trade only event for people affiliated with the consumer technology industry. So unless you're an industry attendee, media or exhibitor, it's pretty much closed off to the general public. It's crazy to me because we do see so much press come out of CES. Like a friend of mine did food selling for Martha Stewart. I'm unclear what Martha Stewart was debuting, but she was there. Mm -hmm. Like there's major media coverage, but like it's so inaccessible to the average Las Vegan. Yeah, a lot of um, like influencers end up going. uh, Like I saw Vegas Starfish was invited by this Mm -hmm. home lighting company and she talked about their lighting rigs and what they were showing at CES. So that's how a lot of like media and a lot of press gets out about CES, I think. And it's very cool. Like it's cool to see Mm -hmm. what new tech is coming out of this huge conference. But yeah, if you're a local Las Vegan who has nothing to do with the industry and just wants to see what it's about, it's pretty, it's not, it's, you're you're not getting in. Long so story. It's really tech Sorry. to like hang with each other, but also tech to present to the media to get their like new big new thing out. Yeah, but there wasn't even a lot of media there. Like for hmm. me, um, I it, like for me, it was even hard to get my media pass approved. I started the process in November, went back and forth with their email team. Um, trying to get my registration confirmed. And I had to actually get it confirmed on site at the convention center. And to give uh, you a little context, 57% of the registered attendees are senior level employees, like presidents, C-level executive directors. So a lot of it is for people who are in the industry, who are going to use the tech, buy the tech, promote the tech. Wow. Okay. So it's really tech for tech. It's not 
the the revelations about what's new is just for other tech companies to buy and use as a tool. Is that correct? Yeah, pretty much. I think so. I would I would categorize that it as that. So what is the general vibe and how did it compare? You went last year, you went in 2023. So how mm-hmm. did the two compare? Uh, this year was bigger. Uh, a, Interesting. Yeah, a lot more kind of thing. I think so. My cousin um, has been working CES for a while now. He works with a staffing company. Um, and he said that they are still trying to recover from COVID. They use a lot of the convention center. Um but they still don't use all of it. Like South Hall still goes unused. But compared to last year, there was a lot more people there. Like as soon as Mm -hmm. I walked in, it just felt a lot more crowded. It was hard to do like my walkthrough videos because I was weaving through the crowds. Wow, okay. Um, Last year, it was a lot more chill. I think there was even a number like it was 15% bigger this year just with the exhibitors um, in the space that they covered. And if Um, someone listening hasn't been to the Glass Village Convention Center, it is gigundous. Yes, Uh, Do you know how many steps you logged yesterday, Layla? Oh, my gosh. No, but that's a good thing to look at because I did have my Apple Watch on and I parked at Resorts World and I used the Vegas Loop to get to the convention center. Ooh. And by the time I got oh, you used to the loop, yeah, I used the loop. I, it's like my CES treat, I guess, to use the loop every year. Um, but when I got to the convention center, I walked probably like for five minutes and my watch told me I had already walked a mile. So... I'm sure I've logged quite a few miles yesterday. So, okay, speaking of Las Vegas transit system, you mentioned that one company sort of presented ideas for what transit could look like in Las Vegas. Mm -hmm. Yeah, this was LG. They had a huge exhibit. Uh, Very cool. This was a small part of their exhibit, and it was under commercial solutions. Um, And they had a small, like, transit idea, um, transit concept. Uh, Mm -hmm. And they said, welcome to Las Vegas. Imagine transit in Las Vegas. And um, a lot of LGs, a big theme in the whole conference this year was accessibility. And it was geared towards accessibility and how to um, think through accessible transit, but also a lot of stuff at CES are concepts. I learned mm. that this year as well. Interesting. Um, so they're not something that we're going to see probably anytime soon, but it's a concept of what technology could get us to. Well, at least someone's thinking about it. Yeah, as we've seen with the loop, the, the transit system does need to be reimagined in Vegas. Um, it's Good to see someone is thinking about it. I Mm -hmm. mean, in in the lines of concepts, I know that like artificial intelligence and like ethics around that was another big theme. And specifically with the recent culinary workers, like almost strike, there's been a lot of talk about how AI might be replacing like service workers Mm -hmm. uh, and robots, too. So like what were some of the like ethics conversations around that? Yeah, I attended one panel um, about AI and the future of jobs. And one of the panelists mentioned that she thinks that AI should not be left alone without a human accompanying it. So if Hmm. there is an AI robot or an AI system, that there should be a human accompanying it. I'm thinking of like my visit at the Sphere. When you go and you talk to Aura, there's two human kind of 
helpers accompanying her. And mm-hmm. so that was the idea around the that was one of the ideas presented in the panel around AI. But there was AI everywhere and robots everywhere at the convention. Um, there was definitely some service robots um, that we see in Vegas already uh, at Town Square. There's a Korean barbecue restaurant, Master Kim's, that uses robots for their servers. So the robot will walk you to your seat and bring you your food. Uh, and so we see that already in Vegas um, in a smaller, not, yeah, that hasn't, I, I don't think I, it's hit the strip yet, but. At, no, at I Tom had that Square. experience at Mint Indian Bistro. There were oh. also servers that, uh, robot servers that brought the food. Uh, and then also people that were there sort of accompanying them, uh, not, you know, like walking with them, but the server came in later and checked in with us and said, yeah, we've had trouble hiring staff post pandemic. And mm. when we do like a big private party, it really helps to have like robots so, like, thinking of Evett as a tool. Why was it proposed that AI needs a chaperone? Uh, they were talking about the jobs that can be replaced with AI, like customer service roles or... Mm, um, that's so irritating. They, yeah, they talked about, like, servers um, and the smaller tasks. But one of the panelists pushed back and said, well, we sh- I don't think... She, does- she didn't think that they should fully replace them and that they need a human kind of accompanying them. Sure. Um, for, like, any of the AI systems, they shouldn't just run rampant on their own. Listen, anytime I've encountered AI customer service, like it doesn't, my problem isn't listed. Like it's always the most frustrating, like circular conversation, right? Yeah. It's not as efficient as talking to a person. Personally, I hate robot customer service. I'm like waiting, like, how do I get to the human? I'm pressing zero until I can get to a human. Yes, I have one question. This is taking so long. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Totally, mm-hmm. totally. Um, so are there areas of like lo- the Las Vegas service industry that you could see like more AI or robots working in the like spaces on the strip? Um, I think so. I think it will, unfortunately, probably more in restaurants, um, more like in registration at hotel front desks. So you did actually see some physical robots. Mm-hmm. Um, like, what what were they up to? <laughs> what were the robots well, doing? my favorite robot that I saw, and there were a lot of robots, um, was from a company called Unitree. And they had, and people have probably seen this online because this was a lot online out of CES, uh, the dancing dogs that were, mm. they had like a pack of, robot dogs and they danced it was very cute were they cute cute or was it like the creepy police robot dogs um it was like the creepy police robot dogs but the little (laughs) dance made it cute and then they also had a kind of a humanoid robot not so much as what you'll see at the sphere kind of more uh it's funny to say dumbed down but this robot was really cool because it walked on its own and then the exhibitor kicked it like really hard and it stumbled but it corrected itself and it righted itself and it just kept walking around and it got really close to people who were taking videos and kind of on the edge of the exhibit space Mm. and I thought like how is it it was interesting because I was trying to figure out how it was stopping and I'm guessing it has some kind of sensors that tells it that oh there's a human right there or this Mm -hmm. is the edge of the exhibit space Um, but that was my favorite robot I saw because I think I think the image of the exhibitor kicking it and it riding itself and getting back up it reminded me of a human like if someone kicked me i would try to right myself and get back up 
Uh, I mean, that's probably not all you you do. <laughs> yeah, no. Do. no. Um, I do always find like out of tech shows I for some reason find the robot abuse hilarious where they're just like look how we could push this exactly look, you could kick him and he's fine it's it's kind of weird I get it it's about like how we're able to like mimic balance in robots mm-hmm. and how difficult that is but it's still weird to see someone like just really kick a robot yeah um, it was it yeah. was jarring to see and you could hear the crowd like oh but it was cool to see the robot like oh people get were back upset up. the robot got kicked they were shocked yeah, people were like, whoa, which was funny because it's a robot and it's not feeling anything. But I think um, that's the that's the direction we're kind of going in with robots and stuff like that. I saw a video. I didn't see this robot in, on the floor. I don't think it was on the floor. Um, but I saw a video of a robot playing soccer oh. um, with humans. And it was moving like a human playing soccer. So that was pretty cool. And I think that's the trajectory we're going with these robots. Is there any other tech you saw that like really excited you or you think could bring about like big change on a local level? Yeah, I think about our healthcare system and our shortage of nurses and doctors. Mm. Um, and so when I went into the West Hall, um, at the convention center, they had a lot of healthcare tech. And one of the healthcare things I was excited to see was BMO. And it is a monitoring system. It's super tiny. It's portable. It's like the size of it's like the size of a thick pen, maybe. Oh, interesting. Yeah. And you can hold it on your fingertips and it has a sensor where you just put your fingertip and it gives you your vitals. It has a contactless thermometer and it has a stethoscope Uh, and you can do this all at home on your own. So instead of going to the doctor's office, you can check your vitals there. And so I thought that was a really cool way to kind of bring the healthcare system into your homes, especially Mm -hmm. when we're seeing a shortage of doctors. And I mean... I think we've all talked about how hard it is to find a primary care physician or schedule yes. an appointment with a doctor here. So I, a lot of the healthcare tech was really cool. They have they had mirrors that could read your blood flow under your skin and tell you Ooh. some of your vitals and stuff like that. I'm not a tech person, so I'm trying to explain this as well as I can, but. The the healthcare mirrors were really cool as well because you could just stand in front of it. It would tell you your temperature, your vitals. Um, there was another one that was just focused on skincare. Hmm. So a lot of those things that were aimed at healthcare specifically, um, thinking about the healthcare in Las Vegas. I think if we could get those into our community, um, that would be a gr- huge help. But obviously, there's cost measures and um, things that kind of restrict getting this out to a lot of community members. Sure. I mean, hopefully it's something that could be eventually covered by insurance because, of course, with, you know, the the baby boomers are a huge generation and they are getting older. Yeah. And so we're going to see some huge shifts uh, in the medical industry and hopefully in the tech industry to reflect that change, too. Exactly. And that's what a lot of, like I said, accessibility was a big um, theme this year. It seemed to be with cars, hmm. um, other tech, a lot of a lot of it um, was about making life more accessible. Accessible how? Um, like like I mentioned, the healthcare devices, bringing the doctor home with you. Uh, a lot of cars um, aimed towards accessibility, getting people in and out of them. Mm. Uh, there was a lot of cars that had 
you could just tell it was more spacious while not being necessarily a bigger car. They removed Ooh, a lot of the things that maybe would stop someone with mobility issues from getting in a car or out of a car um, that's a, maybe a sedan size and not necessarily an SUV. Um, so those were really cool. A lot of the cars, the cars are always a big spectacle at CES. Um, and this year, especially... I think it was actually LG had um, a car that uh, was all about accessibility and it was able it was called able hmm. like I said getting in and out of it and just like kind of a more intuitive design. I mean of course that's one of the dreams of autonomous vehicles too is that we won't necessarily have to own a car it can come get us that they are accessible that you know anyone can be driven anywhere without having to need to drive themselves too. Yeah um, exactly. Any other things that impressed upon you? You know, I'm always looking for things that I use personally. And so one of the things I was really caught by were the screens and the Mm. TVs and the phones and the computers. They had a lot of cool foldable screens. And we already have foldable screens um, in our phones from Samsung and LG. But they were a lot more fluid Hmm. this time. And they had sliding screens that literal screens that would slide out of a device um they had i think it was windows had a computer that had two screens that you could move around and configure in different ways Hmm. um and then i think a lot of attention went to lg and samsung's transparent screens uh which were actually cooler to see than i anticipated um Namely, LG had a really... Their exhibit was by far my favorite. Yeah, seriously. Um, it sounds like they're doing a lot of interesting work. Yeah, but they their transparent screen, um, they had a more like home. Um, this is how it would look in the home display. It was really cool to see if your TV was in the middle of your room, you can still see what's behind it. And then they showed how to make it um, not transparent so you can watch your shows and not hmm. be distracted by the things behind you. So those things were really cool um, to see. And I, it's going to take a while to get a transparent screen in my house, but right. it makes me excited to think about that one day. And you saw a baby sphere, too. Yeah, SK Technologies. They always have a really cool exhibit at CES. And theirs was um, kind of a Disneyland-themed. And it had a mini sphere in the middle of it that had, like, fireworks and a little happy face on it, like the sphere um, in Las Vegas does. So that was cute, too. Oh, so that's interesting. So it wasn't the company that developed that technology. There's someone who bought a tiny version of the technology from that company. Mm-hmm. There was actually multiple small spheres at CES. <sighs> I think there was also one. It was in the, the automobile section. I can't remember which uh, company had it, but... They weren't utilizing it as like, oh, look, this is there's a big one outside here. It is small inside. It was a part of their own exhibit and nothing to do with the um, the Las Vegas sphere. That's fascinating, especially since London said no to a Vegas sized sphere. It looks like there's still the technology is still being implemented in interesting ways. Oh, yeah. The technology is advertising. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. Advertising. Um, so why should Las Vegans care about CES? We're not even allowed inside for the most part. <laughs> um, I think it's hard for locals to care about CES. I mean, after you see all the cool tech that comes out of it, mm-hmm. um, you care about that, but not necessarily that it's in your city. Personally, I think CES could be held in any city because it's not very Vegas specific. Um, mm-hmm. There's not a lot of like, I didn't see any gambling 
tech or uh, slot machine tech. Um, but I think conversely, it is one of the biggest conventions that comes to Las Vegas. And in our city infrastructure, our business model, our economy, it does make an impact mm -hmm. to have all these people come here, all of these tech bros come here and spend their money. And so for the same reason that locals care about any convention, um, they I think they should care about CES because it is bringing business to the city. Layla, I love you as our tech reporter because you're not easily impressed. <laughs> you're just like, meh, I was underwhelmed. Was I think okay. it's so like great to have that level-headedness on the ground there. So thank you so much for braving CES for us. Of course. Thanks, Sarah. And that's all for today here on CityCast Las Vegas. If you enjoyed this episode, share it with a techie friend and then subscribe to our daily newsletter, Hey, Las Vegas. We'll be back tomorrow morning with more news from around the city. Take care. 